The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 382. Today we're talking about the new excerpt from Star Wars Aftermath, the novel by Chuck Wendig that details the events immediately after the Battle of Endor as part of the journey to The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I'm really excited to be talking to you about Star Wars Aftermath today because we got not just the little synopses that we've been running around with for a while, but a full-blown excerpt of the... They call it a couple of chapters, honestly. It, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's that much unless the chapters are really short. But we got a good chunk of stuff from the beginning of Star Wars Aftermath, and... This is actually very telling stuff that we have so far, so we're going to dig into it a little bit. But first, I just want to remind you of what the premise of Star Wars Aftermath is. The gist from the synopsis that you'll find, we have it linked at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com, is that the Empire is reeling and the Rebellion, which is now a fledgling New Republic, is pressing its advantage by hunting down the enemy's scattered forces before they can regroup and retaliate. But Wedge Antilles is on a reconnaissance mission and stumbles upon Star Destroyers gathering at the planet Akiva and is taken captive before he's able to report back to the Republic. And meanwhile, you've got former rebel fighter Nora Wexley, who's returned to her native world and happens to intercept Wedge Antilles' urgent distress call. And, well, she had been hoping to retire from the whole rebellion thing, but it's not going to happen that way. And there you go. That's the general gist of what's going to be happening in Aftermath. But now we have even more to talk about. We have a prelude that has a speech from Admiral Akbar, where he, among other things, confirms that Luke Skywalker still holds the rank of commander inside the New Republic slash Rebel Alliance. And I'd just had a conversation on Twitter with uh, one of our listeners slash followers, David Vanderhoof, about just this particular fact, kind of tying into the whole general trivia question that we had a little while back. And Coffee with Kenobi and John Justice and a couple other folks got dragged into it, including Mark Hamill and Chuck Wendig about it. But uh, there you go. You know, strange, you would think that if Han could get promoted to general for being stuck in a block of carbonite and Lando could get promoted just because he showed up, why wouldn't Luke get promoted too? I, I can't even imagine why they wouldn't promote him. But at least at this point, as the novel opens, he has not been promoted. And Admiral Akbar is noting that the rebellion has ended, but the war has begun. And the material that StarWars.com posted to accompany the excerpt bears this out. There's a line where they talk about how uh, the 30 years of space between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens has enough time for a lot of conflict. So they are definitely setting us up 
for a crazy long war, potentially, between the Empire and the Republic. And there are even more ominous and foreboding turns of phrase as part of this announcement, too, including things like, as it turns out, the fight for freedom wasn't truly over, or revolutions come with a price. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think they're going to keep the uh, the action ramped up. And we jump right into the action, actually, after the brief prelude by Admiral Akbar. And it's Wedge Antilles arriving at the planet Akiva, talking about how he's already visited five other planets before it. And four of them have shown up in other media, but Akiva is a new one, as is Hinari. I guess the other four planets, Florum, Ryloth, Abafar, and Radonia, have shown up in Star Wars The Clone Wars, so that's where you might dig into them more if you so desire. But upon arrival at Akiva, Wedge is immediately captured by two Star Destroyers, one of which is being piloted by Admiral Ray Sloan, who had been given a field promotion to captain in John Jackson Miller's A New Dawn, the first of the new Star Wars canon novels, and so we are actually getting to see her back as part of this Force Awakens business, which is pretty cool. And we find out that the best of the military had been sent to serve on the Death Star or on Darth Vader's Super Star Destroyer, so they've got a lot of cadets who have been rushed out of the Academy, some of them with their training incomplete, so they are not in good shape as a fighting force. And yet Wedge, of course, not knowing any of this, gets captured but sabotages his ship as it is being pulled in by the tractor beam and seemingly escapes from the wreckage. We don't know because the excerpt cuts off from there. So one of the things he talks about, though, is whether he should try to jump out of the atmosphere of Akiva or out of orbit from Akiva as fast as he possibly can and return to Chandrila which is Mon Mothma's home planet, for those of you who did not know that fun fact. I didn't actually know it for many, many years. It's only in the last year or so that I've learned that particular one myself, uh, which suggests that the New Republic is setting up shop on Chandralot, not on Coruscant. And then again, when you see what's going on in Coruscant, this is months, only mere months after the fall of the second Death Star, where people are actually protesting on Coruscant, and in a very similar situation to the pulling down of the statue of Saddam Hussein, there are a bunch of people who are trying to pull down the statue of Emperor Palpatine and succeed in doing so, but Imperial airspeeders show up firing on the crowd and killing people left and right. And we focus briefly on a father and son, where the father has to tell his son a different kind of truth, not that the emperor will be eventually overthrown and the empire will go away and they can have a better life, but hey, sometimes war takes a lot longer and we have to get involved in it. So it's already very heady stuff just in the brief excerpt that we've been blessed with, but I'd love to hear what you think about this latest reveal about the state of the galaxy in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Chime in in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Uh-uh-uh, don't forget about trivia. Dangerous and disturbing this puzzle is. Last time we asked you how many engines power a Y-Wing fighter, and that's two. Today's question, what duo were in charge of placing sensors while on Hoth patrol? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get scammed by Obi-Wan's wordplay, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. 
It's not a certain point of view, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.